Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Good morning. Hello, happy Friday to you. We made it. End of the week. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday morning. Weirdly enough, a little warmer this morning than it was yesterday morning. Hmm. If only meteorologist Scooter Dingus called it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little warmer, weirdly enough. Kalen calls it. Some meteorologists are better at their jobs than others. Scoot says. Scoot says. says. There you go. Yeah, well, we'll get we'll get to weather at Scoots on the on the six. Oh, it's it's seven oh six. That means we got to get weather with Scoots. Scoots. It's gonna be beautiful. That's my Ollie Williams weather report for today. There you have it, folks. Going to be beautiful. Well, welcome into the show. We got a fun show planned for you. Before we came on the air, we were just doing our morning pleasantries, saying hello. Let's give a big shout out to Nick Roush getting his first weekend off since all the way, uh, his first two days off since all the way since last week. Yeah, a boy. Roush is excited to have a little time off this weekend, and then he realized he did get a day off or two last week. But before yeah. then, it goes back months. So we're happy yes. for Roush. And what are you going to do with all this free time? I want to hear the weekend plans. That's the thing. I have, uh, it's, a, it's a clean slate. Um, a lot of it will be just me hanging out with the boys, and then we got to find something to do. Uh, we'll probably go say hi to mom tomorrow while she's uh, working her art fair out at Paristown. Um, but yeah, it's it's a clean slate, so pretty wide open. I, I I was just thinking that last night. It's like, well, I might hit up my friends, see what they're doing with their kids. Maybe we hang out, play a little Keeneland or something. I don't know. the 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 world is our oyster right now. Wow. So I'm I'm very excited to just kind of exhale a little bit. The weather's been gorgeous. Uh, I got I think I did all my honey doula stuff this week. So it's just. Uh, now it's time to enjoy it. So, yeah. I don't know. What should I do this weekend? By the way, Roush, you've reached your allotment of free plug Paris towns. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, Scoots. Uh, uh, who are you? The producer? 
Wow, Scoots, 44% chance of rain today. You really let that one slip, didn't you? Uh, I, I don't think it's going to rain at all. It, it may rain in certain places, but it's not going to rain for long if it does rain. I, uh, I, do, I personally do not think it's going to rain today. Man, tomorrow, 80, sunny. I bet Keelan's probably going to make a little bit of money tomorrow. Would be my... Would be, yeah, would be my yeah. they'll be doing all right. That place is going to be a zoo, and I'm pretty jealous. Actually, if everybody, it's going to be there. Yeah, they've already sold out of tickets, by the way. You'll have to buy on secondary if that's your cup of tea, but you can always go out there, tailgate, have fun, bet on your phone if you've Ooh. got service. But yeah, it's, gosh, I'm not sure how you're not locking yourself into a little Keeneland Saturday. Uh, I, I'm not logging two boys for a Keeneland Saturday and a baby. I just parking it. You yeah. just drop the kids off somewhere else and you <laughs> escape responsibility. There, here's a, a fun hack. Uh, Keeneland's never sold out. Uh, if you download the Keeneland Select app and just show it to them, they let you in for free general admission. So well, you might not get a seat. It might be standing room only. But um, that's that's the fun little little hack they have. If you have the Keeneland Select app, uh, which is their betting platform, you don't even uh, need to, to use it. You do need to set up an account and all that sort of stuff. But um, gets you free admission to Keeneland. Not buying that Keeneland's never sold out before, but you know, I mean, no need, I, no need to split hairs over that. I mean, on like Breeders' Cup Day or something, I'm sure they're much more like stringent because that's a big event. But um, I was I was worried last year going to a tailgate about getting tickets, and they're like, "Dude, just do the Keeneland Select thing." It was it was a nice Saturday, and it worked like a charm. So that is, that is I, I did not know that. So I'm glad that you passed that along. Good to know. And anybody heading out there this weekend, take Roush's advice and maybe get yourself in to the gates, into the into the paddock area, which is probably the most fun place to hang out anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That in um, the, the second the, floor the, bar area is where I've found myself more recently, but I may only go to Keeneland once a, once a year, so I'm not probably the one to – to give expert opinion, but I found myself on that second floor with the balconies out there. That's been nice. Yeah, it is. It's it is a little on the crowded side. If you go, you don't get a good view of the paddock. But if you walk past, you know where kind of the horses. It's not even really like a barn area there, but like just when you walk in, you hang a right to the paddock. If you keep walking uh, towards the end, it's a little less crowded, and there are some places where you can kind of drink and. Uh, you know, stretch your legs a little bit because it is definitely going to be shoulder to shoulder room. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm envious. It's it's going to be beautiful. Ton of people, great people watching. Just an overall, uh, Keelan, great place. Roush, how about this? I'll make you a deal. So okay. I I've never been to Keeneland, and I need to go to Keeneland. So what if you just tag me along, and I'll help you babysit? Uh, well, it's a good idea. Here's the th- it it okay. It's not not the worst idea. Um. If it was just Duke, I think it could be doable. Oh, I'm great sure. with babies. Yeah, but they're the, my the baby. You don't, you don't you don't want a baby at Keeneland. Too. See that? Yeah, like the the baby, the walking around. Like you, you're it's not walking. You're not gonna have room for a stroller. Like spaces. If you got to change or do something, bathroom lines can be a little long. Not that it's uh, totally unbearable if it's just you, but having a kid, it would be 
it would be terrible. Yeah, it, it would be doable on a slow day, maybe, and you had, you know, and you could tag team it. That would be doable on a slow day, but, like, Saturday is going to be a nut house. All right, well, long story so, short, that, I still need to go to Keeneland. So, can I just do. go Can I just go on, like, a normal race day? Is that kosher? That'd be cool? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, no, I, I think he needs the full Keeneland experience. Like I think tomorrow day. would be a great day for you to go, Scooch. I might. You'd get it. You'd get to take it all in. You'd see. You'd see what it was all about. I've got nothing planned for tomorrow, so options on the table. It's gonna probably. People are gonna get a little sloppy out there tomorrow. I would. I, I would imagine. In um, in really, safe, if you did want to do it too, Scoots, just showing up early and like getting in early, if because you you wouldn't have a tailgate like that. That's the thing. If you don't have a, a group that you're planning to tailgate with. If you just get there early and you know get a nice little spot on the bench, I know a lot of people bring chairs. Like that—that's the—that's the move. Is just arrive before the crowd rolls in, eight beers deep at about two p.m. Well, you let me know when you're going down there and you're gonna have like a tailgate scene because I think I would want to immerse myself in the whole experience. You know, and, you yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah. That is the—that's I think the the top Keeneland experiences for me are the ones where you got a good group and you're tailgating, you're just enjoying the rolling hills and the good weather, and then you look at your watch and you're like, oh, are we gonna go in? If we're gonna go in, we probably need to get going, I would think. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, we've had so much fun, we forgot to even go in. And then you go in, and you're like, oh man, we should have came in earlier. It's awesome in here too. And then you realize, <laughs> then you realize it's like six o'clock, and you're like, well, okay, probably time to roll on out. How the hell are we gonna get home? Yeah, well, how are we getting home, and what are we doing for dinner too? The most important <laughs> questions at that point. But yeah. yes, those are your like distinct Kim, uh, Keeneland core memories, right there. Oh man, that was the perfect description. <laughs> And also, you're leaving with a little bit of sunburn. I'm always a little sunburn on my forehead. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is so perfect. Somebody on the Thornton's text line said, KRC Keeneland Day, do the show from Keeneland Friday mornings. I'll bring the keg. Uh, it would be a blast. We really should do a, a, a KRC Keeneland Friday. The only thing is, like, how could we do the show out there? Not that we do the show out there expecting, like, an audience. You'd be a total animal to get out to Keeneland at, at 8.30 or 8 o'clock or 9, although people do. It does happen. Uh, but, I, yeah, it would be fun. I would, be, I would love to do that if, what, we could plan it, if we could get it planned. What was the show that we – what was the, the signing that we were out there for? And we did, we did the show, but it was like – I don't know if we can wait around for five hours until the racing starts. I think you and I afterwards just walked around for, and was that when our show went eight to 10 too, maybe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it, w- it wouldn't have been as bad. I forgot what the signing was for though. Cause it was a it, bottle. There was some new bot like maker's mark bottle or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. And Cal was signing along with some other people. I think if you not everybody could make it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, I wonder who that – I can't remember what bottle signing that was. but um. We were doing our show, and Leach was doing his show right next to us, and I think people could hear each other's shows through <laughs> the other people's shows. Uh, so we have done one show out of Keeneland, and it was a good time. So, yeah, I'd love to do a KRC Keeneland meetup. Roush could just, we could do like some sort of horse pool. Roush could tell everybody what horses to bet on, and we could all get mad of, at them. Uh, oh, yeah. Be a good mm-hmm. time. Be a lot of fun, and, and Scoots could finally take it, take it all in. Although you'd have to, what would what would you do with the equipment? Um, who? Yeah, that's great. Trunk. It'd have to trunk. be a day where the equipment could get back a little bit later in the day. 
Surely they have a media center or something that they'd let us put it in. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you can put it in your car. Also, I mean, we couldn't have something where like you know Rutherford would need that equipment at three. Or you'd, you'd need the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he wouldn't need it unless they were on location. But though there it would be one problem with it is we would have to get intern Jacob back because somebody has to run the board. Well, Trevor, I mean, we probably got it. What's more likely, Trevor or intern Jacob showing up? Mm. At this point, probably Trevor. You never, you wow. Can't if you gave Trevor enough heads up and you really, you know, you really made it a point, a priority point towards him, he he could maybe do it. He well, may not let you down. Well, and Trevor owes me a couple, so I think we oh, can yeah? make it happen. I feel like uh, if we had Trevor on the air right now, he'd probably be like, oh, well, you owe me a couple. No, no, no. He, he would agree. We actually talked last night. He, he, he would agree that he owes me a couple. Good. All right. Happy to hear it. Well, then, KRC Keeneland Day. It's settled. Uh, but we read already one text from the Thornton's text line. We looked to read more of them. We got some from overnight from the podcast listeners, but live listeners, get your text in, 502-414-1450. Roush, why don't you tell everybody to stop in at Thornton's? Because if you like saving money and getting your day started on the right foot, Thornton's will do just that. I mean, that that is, especially the this time of year, the Thornton's is right on my way to Churchill Downs. It's the perfect pit stop to pick up all my tailgating goods, my prep, right? Whether I, I'm a big five-hour energy guy. On those long days, it's nice to have one of those handy, especially for to make sure I'm feeling good the next morning. It's got all those B vitamins to make sure I'm not uh, completely dehydrated. But it's also got the goods to dehydrate you, the cold beer, the ice, uh, and then maybe put a little food in your belly with some of their uh, fresh-made sandwiches, whether breakfast sandwiches or their chicken wings, uh, and a, a cup of coffee. Uh, it, Thorns has it all. Download the Refreshing Rewards app before you go. Uh, and, and save some bucks. Save some buckaroos. I think I'm due for a free coffee here soon, too. Very exciting. You've earned it, buddy. Thornton's, you'll earn uh, rewards as well, just like Roush and just like myself, and Scoots as well, and you'll get great deals each and every day. Check them out today and send a text into the Thornton's text line. Forgettable game for the Batcats last night. Went out to... Uh, went out to a little dinner with friends. It has been five years since one of our friends passing, which is crazy to think it's already been five years, but it was nice to get together and see everybody. And uh, I was at a spot where SEC Network was like to my back. And also, uh, what would be a good way to describe it? Probably really at my like six o'clock. Like I'd, I'd, I'd just have to totally sit a different way to be able to see the SEC Network at the, at the bar that we were at. And uh, UK, obviously some UK friends there and I'm talking with them and we're talking sports. I was like, yeah, I'm a big series for UK baseball. I don't know if you all keep up with it or not, but they're taking on the number one team. It's going to be a tough one. And my buddy was like, oh, it's on right. LSU just hit a grand slam. And I like, did the old turnaround in my chair and looked back. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there goes game one. And then, I don't know, like oh. 10 minutes passed, 15 minutes passed. We're just talking. And he's like, hey, you're not going to believe me, but LSU just hit a grand slam. And I was like, wait. Uh, deja vu. We you, yeah. you just said this. There's no way. I turned back around and I'm like, oh okay, just your good old fashioned giving up two grand salamis in two innings. It was it was uh, not a replay. It was not a replay. It was oh brutal brutal defeat for the Batcats last night. Well, Anytime you give up two grand slams in two innings, probably not gonna not gonna work out well for you. But they lose. They get dominated and not the start they were looking for. And bow. Ooh, 
So here's the, 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 the thing, TJ. This is, I, I'm curious if you are for or against this decision because Ole Miss is playing without two of their starters for Friday and Saturday. And they've also played back-to-back. This will be their third straight Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. So Mingione decided instead of kicking my starters, my Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters up a day, he's like, I'm just going to keep them in the same routine, and I'm going to put a new starter in. Um, That way they don't get out of rotation, and we've got our best arms against, in theory, their worst arms. Um, do, do you agree with Mingione's strategy, even though it costs Kentucky a 10-run loss? I thought we've talked about this on the show before. We don't normally talk a lot of baseball because the Batcats have stunk. But we've talked about this before, about like the gamesmanship and the strategy with starting weekend pitchers. I feel like we came to the conclusion with those conversations years ago that – no matter really how you – in the SEC, no matter how you break it up, you may get an advantage one day if you're strategic with your starting pitching, but it probably will hurt you another day. So you can try to kind of game the system a little bit. No, but I think it was a mistake, and I saw a lot of U.K. people that cover baseball and follow it closer than I do say as much as well, and I just thought at the surface it was. Move them up a day. Who, who, who cares? It's an extra day. That's Sometimes you get series that starts on Thursdays. Not all of them do, but it does happen from time to time in college baseball. Move them up a day. They'll be fine. You didn't have a game on Tuesday even, so your middle relief and some of your closers should be should be totally fresh, and maybe even your midweek starter you can put in the middle of the rotation if things get a little strange, which is that who they did? They just did the midweek starter yesterday? Uh, I think this was this guy's first start, period. Oh well, okay. I'm maybe, not. Maybe I'm not certain about that. Maybe a potential midweek starter, but <laughs> right, not good. Yeah, like I, he got lit up, um, and I don't. You know, I, I'm well, sure. I don't agree some, with the. I don't agree with the strategy. But if you win two out of the next three, or if you just steal one, I was going to be happy with just see, don't get swept in Baton Rouge. So if you can get one, then maybe it was a smart decision. But you can't get swept now because then you're going to feel like you just totally threw away Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where my head's at, right? It's like I I'm, I can be with it if they can steal one, because ultimately there was go I, there was going to be one of these games in this series because LSU is that good. So you know I, I'm not too upset about it. Although, like you said, it you gotta you gotta steal one, you gotta show some life, mostly because you just haven't shown a lot of life as of late. Uh, I mean. You went from a, what was it, an eighteen game win streak to now a three game losing streak, and you know it just yeah, it's time. Let's get right with one of these. Get right with one of these. By the way, I did the thing last night. I had to catch up on Survivor, and it was over. And I was flipping through the TV guide, and I was like, "Well, there's literally nothing to watch on." Well, then the LSU Kentucky game popped up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is baseball!" So I, I clicked on it. Ended up watching two pitches. Watched the first pitch because the score bug wasn't up, so I was waiting for the score bug to come up. Gets ready to throw the second pitch. It pops up 13-4. to four. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm out. See ya. So uh, you've got some hard-hitting bat cats now? <laughs> yeah, sure. I got on two pitches, yeah. It, there were two LSU pitches, too. Kentucky guy watched oh. them both. Okay. All right. I was wondering <laughs> how they went. Yeah, so that stunk. I, I, I wanted to kind of watch it when I'd gotten home. And again, similar to Scoots, like, no, I'm not going to watch an absolute blowout in a baseball game. And they got run ruled, ran ruled, 
Rand, run, rend, and rend rule. Rand, randed rule. But make it interesting tonight. Uh, Roush, when I heard you say you don't really have any plans for the weekend, I was like, man, that sounds awesome. I would just do a big cleaning weekend. We need one over here. Just like clean out the garage, do a, a few spring cleaning. But unfortunately, as the late great Scoots would always say, not enough time. The late yeah. great? Yeah. Did I die? No. Sorry, buddy. This isn't Sorry. real? Yeah, you had a good run. <laughs> all over for you. <laughs> but not enough time, Roush, to get those chores and errands done this weekend. Uh, but- I hear you. I, uh, I'm wondering if I see this thing that my honey do list, not, not the longest right now. So that's great. The Saturday, like that's one thing again, when UK baseball is good, I'll do this where if they're playing a day game, just put it on the radio and just have it on in the background while you're doing all the stuff around the house. Or if you're cutting the lawn, listen to it, play by play. Uh, it, it can be fun, but this is kind of, it feels like this weekend and really every weekend from here on out, but we'll get a better idea this weekend and probably next weekend. Like, are the Batcats actually threats for Omaha, or did they just have a good start and they're probably going to limp to the finish, maybe be a three-seed in the NCAA tournament, and not make the Super Regionals? I'm unfortunately thinking that this is the start of what is going to be a pretty sizable collapse. That being said... I've been totally wrong about the Batcats up to this point. I could have some biases that go into that opinion, and I will gladly be wrong again. But, Rash, I think you mentioned the three-game losing streak. I, I think at some point we're going to be like, it's been 12 out of the last 15 or 13 out of 17 with losses. I think it's about ready to the rubber band snapping back with the way the schedule sets up. But it is a brutal schedule. It's not really so much discrediting the Batcats, but when you are ranked number 10 in the country, it's easy to think Omaha for a little bit or at least wonder if that's actually a possibility. I, I, I do wonder if they're going to snap back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, but part of it, uh, like, Kentucky was a top 10 team because of the way they were playing, but I don't think they're ultimately a top 10 team, uh, like one of the 10 best teams in the country. Now, are they 25th? Probably, right? Like, I, I could see them right there on the fringe by just stealing some games and not getting swept in the SEC. That that's that the bar should be higher against these really really top like awesome awesome teams. So that that's that's where I'm right now. Just let's not get let's not get swept. Yeah, and again, even winning one against the number one team on the road, that's going to help your resume. It's going to help your RPI, which UK has obviously been near the top or at the top most of the season since they've been tracking that stuff. So it's still been a good season. I just, it, it's going to be tough. And does Kentucky yep. have the horses to be able to keep up? We will find out. They play again tonight. I think first pitch is 7.30 and then tomorrow an afternoon game to wrap up the series and get back a little early and get uh, more rest before midweek game. So no doubt about it, if you're looking for a little time off this break for UK, no game on Tuesday, and then they'll get this series done a little bit sooner. That's good but it'd be nicer to do it while while winning. So we'll see what they've got in store. Prove us wrong, Nick Mingione, and we will uh, be very happy about it. All right, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We need oh, to man. talk football. I really want yeah. to ask Roush and have him kind of tee off on, on something that was in the news yesterday. I think Oh, good. 
I've got something to tee off on too that was on the SEC network last night. It was great comedy. Great comedy. No, I, unfortunately, I do think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. It, it would have been cool if we were talking about two different things, although it is nice to be on the same page because I know you've got some takes on that. Uh, and, uh, uh, there was a spring game that is just going to get absolutely picked apart. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big Yeah. That is my name. Yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Cause that's my name. Roll call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Thanks, really bumping this morning, Scoots. You've got the Friday fever, all right. Trevor must have changed some audio settings through our computer soundboard because it's it has been it's been louder all week and the and the bass has been louder so I got to get with him get that corrected because it's it's every show's intros and rejoins and all that has been louder this week. Yeah, but what's a what's a beat without bass though? No, that's true. I agree. it sounds great. I just got to keep it lower on my side, which. I, I'm, I'm accustomed to keeping it at one volume, so now I'm having to bring that down. So I'd rather just get the settings back to normal. I know why he changed it. A lot of times when we cover Bats games, they have trouble hearing their rejoin. So he undoubtedly turned the volume up on something so they could hear their rejoin easier, but never turned it back down. So now I'm left to figure out what I need to turn down. Mm, sounds about right. Sounds about right. You'll figure it out, Scoots. You're smart. You're smart, lad. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Hey, you were also telling us during the uh, during that commercial that you you are the proud new owners of some shady race. I am, yeah. I uh, I had to break down. I'm, I'm sick and tired of losing my other pair everywhere, and of course, I didn't pay for that first pair that I have, so I, I couldn't get the replacement pair promise. Um, so I had to just go ahead and bite the bullet. Went to Shady Rays last night. Was looking at all their selection. The amount of sunglasses that they have, or even just blue light glasses, it blew my mind. You all always talk about it on our on our ad reads here, just how many they have. But I didn't realize the scope of how many they had. It was incredible. I must have been on the website for 10, 15 minutes. Got me a pair I liked. I put them in my cart. And then, sure enough, as TJ always talks about before checkout, they offered me the mystery pair. So I went ahead, opted in for a mystery pair. And then I typed in the promo code Big X. Sure enough, like you all talk about, took off 25%, took a nice little chunk off of my total bill, and I completed my purchase. And they will be here in... Three to four days, so I'm really excited about my new Shady Rays. You all can be too. Just go to the Big X or you know, go to the Shady Rays website. Use promo code Big X to get your 25% off as well. Well done, Scoots, and you're going to be happy. You will be one happy customer once you get your polarized sunglasses and save your, yourself a little bit of cash with that promo code. Big X. Okay, Roush, it's not a good thing when you've got an opposing coach on Twitter making fun of your spring game. And we had that happen last night during Florida spring game. Lane Kiffin was having a good time with it. Everybody was having a good time with it. It seemed like it was a 
total and complete stinker. What are your takes? Oh, uh, it was, in fact, a total and complete stinker. And uh, Billy Napier, really, the, the Sun Belt Billy name is really catching on. Um, and I, the thing is, is you, you like, it's seven to seven in the fourth quarter of a spring game. I'm sure Billy Napier means well wanting to have a competitive spring game where the boys are really getting after it. But, um, yeah, that's not what the spring game's for. The spring game is to be entertained, to fill your fan base with false hope, to script up easy offense. But that that's just the entire yeah. I mean, what 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 are you doing? What are you doing? Seven to seven in the fourth quarter. Wayne Kiffin's making fun of it. My my favorite part too, TJ, is even even the the people that are in the butt slapper media for Florida on the message board. Like, this isn't just the message board junkies. This is the writers. One of them said, at this point, just line up Aiden Mizell, their best receiver, up against your soulless quarterback and throw him a deep ball to, to get the crowd going. They could do nothing right. It was so bad. I thought Hugh Freeze embarrassed himself by kicking a game-tying field goal as time expired to end the Auburn game at his his first spring game. That's, that, that's hilariously embarrassing. I didn't have I didn't have an issue with that. I thought you you took a little bit of a stretch with that. You got to practice field goals in the game situations. Yeah, it's spring game. It's a tight moment. Kiss your sister. It, it's a tight moment. I, I certainly don't. It's a tight moment. I don't have an issue with that. Now, yeah, like it is a bummer that it ended up being a tie, but like that was kind of you know at least there was a little bit of drama in ending a spring game, a meaningless football game. It, it, it much better than the Florida game. Like they ended yes. in a tie. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they like they rushed to kick a field goal to in the game, and which it did tie. It was like time was expiring. Let's kick the field goal. They kicked. It was what probably like a forty-yard field goal somewhere in that ballpark, and yeah. they made it, and they were happy. But then the game was over. Yep. So they didn't tie. Just it was like, 10-7. They did. They did. They did tie. Correct. No, Florida did not tie though. That was a different game. That was Auburn. That was Auburn. Oh, okay, I got we, it. I'm so we were making okay. fun of both schools. Gotcha. The thing about Florida too is that uh, when you're Billy Napier, uh, you're, you're, you're in a pressure cooker right now. They hired this guy um, because the predecessors weren't getting it done from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, you need to be – like that. that is very much a third sport in that state. It goes football, uh, baseball, football recruiting, basketball, maybe. Maybe even something else um, next. But – that's that's how important football recruiting is down there. And the thing is, he's gotten it done, but he did not get it done at the quarterback position and at the skill talent positions. Um, they've got somebody, DJ Lagway, lined up for next year, but the Jane Rashad and Nil thing was a mess. Um, they, they really were hoping that Anthony Richardson would stick around for another season. So now I, I think he hired a new coordinator, um, he's had coordinators leave. Like he needed an easy offseason win, and all he had to do was give it to himself by scheming it up and, and really making it easy for one side to succeed. But I, I don't know if he tried to do that, or if he didn't, or if Graham Mertz is just that bad. Yeah, I, I think of, of all the takeaways, Kentucky fans got to be fired up. I know there was a lot of people who were on the fence about Graham Mertz. Well, be, be happy you got Devin Leary instead of that guy uh, because that. He did not. He was not inspiring in his performance in the spring game. There, there was a 
large collection of folks that were out on Mertz that did not want him. And I remember when Kentucky's name was floated around as a potential favorite there, my U of O friends were laughing it up, hoping that he would end up at UK. And I wa- it wasn't my first choice. I definitely would have talked myself in. I mean, just full disclosure, I definitely would have talked myself into him had he been UK's quarterback commit. And the reason I would have done it is just because he had a long list of, of, of schools that wanted him, or at least a quality list of schools that wanted him, including, obviously, Florida, where he ended up. So I, it would have been strictly just, all right, maybe there was just something at Wisconsin that couldn't be unlocked, get him somewhere that knows what they're doing, a little bit more offensive-oriented, which obviously hasn't always been Kentucky in the Stoops era. But you got Liam Cohen back, baby. So I would have talked myself into it. Wasn't my first choice. Happy so far, so not good at Florida because you really need to win that game. You win that game, you're you're you can kind of dream weave there still early into the season. At that point, not so early into the season, you're you're encroaching on middle of the season and downhill time, which we know Kentucky back half of the schedule much much tougher than the first half. But if you beat Florida, that's just that that name will always carry for Kentucky fans. Yep. And if it ever doesn't carry, that day will be beautiful because it means that the programs have shifted where you just don't but it, but when you have that losing streak rush for the chunk of our lifetime, any chance you get to beat Florida, I don't care if I'm 83 years old, I'll still enjoy beating that team. So that'll be a big game. So I hope they do stink. I hope that spring game was totally indicative to what kind of team they'll be. And I hope the fans and the players give up long before that UK-Florida game even comes on the calendar. So suck it to the Gators. Oh, man. A big old suck it to the Gators. And I'm exactly with you. Like It doesn't matter how bad they are, what their final record is. A win over Florida is a big win over Florida. Um, So, yes, bring it on. Uh, And it... It, it it's worth mentioning too that the way the the schedule kind of rolls this year you you, you open up with some cupcakes you go to Vandy you'll probably get Florida at home undefeated Saturday night SEC network special and then the next week you're going to Georgia as a top 25 team so uh, it's a lot to be oh, excited about boy yeah yeah yeah, a lot to be excited about. Did you see the early line for Kentucky Georgia that's out? Yeah, way too many points. Give me the cats. 24. Oh man. Way too many points. Kentucky, they played they played Georgia close. They may just I mean? go ahead and win the thing. Give me the money line value on that battle. Oh. Um that is one thing that like I haven't done my due diligence yet. I was kind of all in on Kentucky spring ball and their recruiting efforts. It's just a, it was a very busy recruiting uh six weeks or so for the cats. But the the amount of quarterback competitions out there, um, like there there is a lot of uncertainty with Kentucky opponents. And granted, at a place like Georgia, it doesn't matter as much because you know they've been recruiting offensive linemen and running backs. Like uh, uh, you know, you stretch in the morning; it's just a part of their routine. So even if whoever wins their job. Uh, does stink, right, is is not as efficient as Stetson Bennett. Uh, people forget they're also breaking in a new offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, they, they could be somewhat vulnerable. I mean, as vulnerable as you can be at Georgia right now. So I'm um, – I'm, I'm, it's good. It's a lot of potential early on, a lot of excitement. I don't actually think UK will go into Athens and win. However, 
I don't. I do think twenty four is too many points. I, and what a middle ground there is between those two sentences. No, I don't think UK will win, but I don't think they'll lose by twenty five either. I, I I think Kentucky will. I think it's going to be a fun season. I'm I just I'm, I'm high on the Cats. My thing is, is it's like this defense should be good enough. They shouldn't lose. Like a ten point loss should be a lot for them. Like giving up. I just I don't know how many offenses in the country are going to be able to score more than thirty points a game. Like is is Joe Milton at Tennessee going to light him up? Like uh, that that would be your only option because I mean this defense is going to be really really good. That would be your most vulnerable moment is going up against Tennessee. And here's the thing about Tennessee is like I, I of all of the the fun little off season uh, stories we get. People talking themselves back into Joe Milton is my favorite one because it's like you all know what this guy is, and to act like he can try to be Hinton Hooker, he he's not. He's and you you don't need a quarterback with a big arm in that offense. You just need somebody accurate. He's not it. I, I'm oh man. I, I hope I, I want him to suck so bad because I think he does suck. I think he's going to do a couple big. He's going to do some awesome things with his arm, and you're like, wow, he could throw it so far. Um, but then he's also going to throw it so hard right into the defense's hands. So um, really looking forward to seeing just how much that system can uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Can it actually carry a guy who's that inaccurate? Can it get guys that open to where he can still hit them down the field? Uh, it's going to be the ultimate litmus test this year. Because is it, I'm Oliva is has the star power, but is he good enough to start as a true freshman year one? I don't know. I don't. He was a seven on seven quarterback. So call me skeptical of the guys in orange because I hate them. Yes, I'm. I, it's definitely biased, but also the like I the people who are trying to sell me that Hendon Hooker is an NFL quarterback. It's like it, he was in a gimmicky offense. So I, I just I'm, I'm always going to be. Skeptical the actual talent at that spot. How far can the gimmick carry Joe Milton? I'm no, I'm just not falling for it. Uh, yeah. uh, Hooker, at least it it was pretty successful. Unfortunately, yeah. As, and, as and, gimmicky as it may be, he still I, made the plays. He made the throws. Yeah, pretty darn tootin' good. But I'm not talking like you know. Maybe if you're at the end of the first round and you're like, okay, let's let's see with this guy, but. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum putting him as like the third quarterback. Give me a freaking break! Like I, Lynn Bowden beat that guy's quarterback in a game. All right, like I, I'm, I'm sorry, it's still the same player. He's, I know he's older and he's more mature, but it's still the same guy. Scoots, the good news is we're only four and a half months from football season. Be here before you know it. Yeah, it's it's crazy how how long that's going to take. And then I mean, it is just so sad. So but sad to say that. on the flip side, we're already in the middle of April, so it this year hasn't seemed like four and a half months. So there we go, we're almost there. <laughs> and the group I was with last night, it's mostly a good chunk of the fantasy football league that we've had for twenty years or however long it's been nowadays. And it did it. I really am getting the football itch, and it's incredibly unfortunate because it's just such a long way to go before you like it's gonna maybe with the transfer portal opening up in football you could get some entertainment from that and then it's gonna go real quiet and then it gets picked up again 
But then by the time you're like at fall camp, you're just so ready. But the good yeah. news is at least then you're you're pretty close to it. So the long process is well underway before we get back into football season. But Roush, with the transfer portal, you're probably going to hear some new names coming into the program. So when we're doing the season outlook, there's probably going to be a few extra bodies, at least maybe one, uh, probably more than that, but at least probably one that are going to be in the fold. Oh, it's it's definitely uh, going to change. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how many are coming in, how many are going out, but that's certainly going to be the case when the transfer portal opens tomorrow. Uh, it was going to be in May, and I think they wisely, um, I think they wisely moved it up a couple of weeks to give those guys some time off. So, I, uh, I'm, I, I have a feeling right tackle is definitely going to be addressed, and uh, also uh, inside like they're, they're trying to get that linebacker from Jackson State, but he appears to be taking more visits than I think the Kentucky coaching staff would like. Um, the the plan right now is to go to. Uh, What's uh, Texas A&M this weekend? So not ideal, not ideal. But uh, I am uh, I am looking forward to to seeing which names pop in the portal, um, how aggressive they are, which guys they can get on campus because it should it should change the outlook, uh, and and mostly because you kind of for for some of these you don't want to take people just to take people right like. I know we get D back with questions a, a, a lot. I feel like that might be kind of the case where did you did you really need to take that guy from the portal and and take up a scholarship when it could be used better elsewhere? Um, so yeah, I uh, if they have quarterbacks good enough, right? If there are kickers good enough out there in the portal, then I think they might pursue. But if they aren't good enough, then it might just be like okay. Right. So so that's where the you got to play a, a fine line, a fine balancing act uh, throughout this transfer, this upcoming two-week transfer portal window. Yeah, so not going to take any, not going to reach. Interesting, but I guess last year you could make a case that the Zion Childress felt a bit like a reach, but it obviously wasn't. So anybody that they, what you're saying is who they bring in, they they feel like actually is going to, could be productive. Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're trying to get a, a starter out of there. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. You know what I mean? I mean that's that. It's not like a prod. They're not bringing in a project, right? Because they don't. I mean the the from that sense they they you know they've got plenty of projects. Basically, right? like they're, they're basically they're not Louisville basketball, right? They just don't want anyone. Zing. Yeah. Ew. Well, and you don't want dead weight. So I'm, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm intrigued, especially by the quarterback names, because if they're, if they're good enough, I can see bringing them in. If not, then they're like, well, we got enough bodies. Let's roll with them. So, Well, they, you know, and, and Kentucky on their end may have a departure or two. I'm not sure if you're hearing any whispers in that, but I believe, oh, they will. Time, yeah, I believe this time last year, Bo Allen was still in the program. He played in the spring game, and that ended yeah. up, probably mattering a little bit with will being injured if you felt more confident with a backup maybe maybe that, that maybe that south carolina game certainly it looks a little differently if you have him so you could also have some people leaving the program not to get too much in the quarterback debate but just more so people that yeah. may you may pencil in you may need to get the eraser out oh yeah i mean i've had 
there's technically four people competing in that right tackle position. You think if they're planning on going to get somebody that one of those is not going to leave? That's a good point. You yeah. know, like that, it's just so they're going to have a little bit of wiggle room right now. Look, it's count has them at 83 of 85 scholarships, so they should be ha- have enough room to add two more, um, and then you can kind of go from there. So uh, we'll be keeping my head on uh, a swivel. Um, the 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 high school recruiting TJ was was pretty good uh, this spring. It was it was we 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 had that conversation. During the slow summer months, like it'd be nice to talk about re- football recruiting, but we're not really sure what's going on there. It was a little bit worrisome, but um, I think it's safe to say that they are not going to be trying to m- make up, uh, playing the catch up game there at the end of the recruiting season because they've had a ton of four star kids on campus, um, which means they're they're in the mix, right? They'll be at least among finalists for some of the best of the best, and. Uh, it's an encouraging development, particularly that Chris Collins, uh, the cornerbacks coach, he's been able to get some big guys on campus. Brandon Jacobs, a top 100 safety uh, from Orlando. He's gotten a uh, defensive lineman from Gainesville that's really talented. There's another cornerback from Georgia where it's basically Kentucky versus Georgia, and he's going to take an official visit to Kentucky. So uh, Collins is doing a lot of uh, – when, when you have these, these staff structures – you have your cash cows like your your Vince Barrow. He's bringing in everybody, but he can't do can't get a hundred percent of the class. You need your John Summerall's to bring in a couple starters. Your your Steve Klingscales to bring bring in a couple starters. So uh, you know Frank Buffano got a big one last year, and Avery Stewart. Uh, now Collins, if he can just land some of these guys, get three or four guys to be projected starters, then uh, your your recruiting class, your recruiting effort as a whole is just that much healthier. Yeah, and I know that there's been years where media types publicly and also behind closed doors have have kind of bashed some assistants. Uh, other assistants will bash assistants to media members, and it's all kept quiet, just being like, this guy doesn't carry his weight at all. And that can really hurt a recruit, recruiting effort for an entire staff. So it really is a team effort, even if you do have the big dog who's the top dog when it comes to some of your big-time targets. But other coaches need to carry their own weight, and sounds like Kentucky's got a staff that's doing that. And that's good to hear because I actually felt like recruiting had been quiet, but I'm going to chalk it more up to just when there were actual sports to pay attention to. I was paying attention to those sports, not so much with the recruiting during the March Madness and all that stuff going on. So that's good to hear and hope that they can close. UK regularly needs to be in that 20 to 30 range at minimum, and really I'd like to see it take a few steps higher, uh, but it's not easier. It, it, that is easier said than done. you got to keep working and moving up as a program. So that's that's good to hear. Hopefully they'll be in that range again. Yep, yep. Um, bare minimum, bare minimum. Yeah. So. All right, well, let's end hour one. We'll come back, do hour two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Lucy, can you say Roll Call? You say yeah, Okay, we'll count it. This is KRC on the Big X, <laughs> DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and a cameo by Little Lucy. Hour two coming up next. We love Patron. We need a party rock. Everybody is on. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Thanks, Scooch. Appreciate the, the roll call there. No problem. So, we're going to have even more fun in hour number two. We're going to read the Thornton's text line, so text on in. But remember, this weekend, another opportunity. You can go to Salsaritas, one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It has a drive through out there on Shelbyville Road. And then you have the St. Matthew's location. Perfect day to use their covered patio and let the kids run around while you enjoy a nice, peaceful, may not be peaceful if you bring the kiddos, but you'll find peace in Salsarita's delicious burrito, quesadilla, nachos, queso, guacamole. You name it, Salsaritas has it. It's fresh every single day. And keep them in mind for your catering options. You can do it all online on the app. Download the app today. Catering, no party is too big. No party is too small. Maybe it's a work function. Maybe you're going to Keeneland. Roush talked about the other day how you can pick it up, take it to Keeneland, and be the hero of your tailgate with Salsaritas. Wildly addictive chips. All right, Roush, what are you going to talk about? What's up? What's going on? Um, hmm, it's a good question. Um, anything are we, are we waiting on any decisions? Are those all done? Waiting on Oscar's big decision, I guess. And who knows what the heck's going on with Damian Collins? Oh, yeah, that is. I, I guess no news is good news. Weirdly enough, what if UK is just like, yeah, you get Collins back, you get Oscar back, Collins and Bradshaw are your fours. And you've got Yagana and Oscar as your fives. Lance Ware, he, he's in the fold as well. Damn, people just forget all that, about Damian Collins. What if that's just their options? Although there is a texter on the Thornton's text line to jump ahead, if I can find it. Keep hearing Jack mention that UK wants a veteran four. My conspiracy brain is telling me they have someone in mind yet to enter the portal. Jack does keep saying that. Which I, I find that just totally fascinating. Even assuming Damian Collins is gone, which I, I really bought into the Damian Collins hype. I thought he was going to, and maybe he'll go to another place and it, it will click for him there. I mean, maybe the Bahamas just, were awesome. Maybe the maybe his body needs to get right. Maybe it's obviously the stuff that happened in the fall with his family and his dad, and that that would be so tough to get over as well. So I, I, I did, but even going back to when he was a high school player, I thought he was going to be really, really good. Yeah, Roush Bahamas is a good is a good comparable to what I thought he was going to regularly be. It's never really clicked for him. So if he leaves, I don't think you can really miss him a ton. He seems like a good kid. And, and again, I think he, I thought he had just worlds of potential so far. You got to kind of question just maybe how much he can, he can max out of it, but I got to assume you're, he's probably gone. So then you're going to bring in a veteran four. That's what Jack says. And Jack's really been on the money with all this stuff so far. You, that's great. I think you can find an awesome fit. You can find somebody that can probably put the ball on the floor, hopefully a defender that can guard a few different positions potentially. If they get stuck on a guard, you're not going to be overly concerned. 
with it. Ideally, they'd be able to shoot. I'm talking about somebody that'd probably be a lottery pick. I don't know if you're going to find that out of the transfer portal necessarily, but you get what I'm you get what I'm getting at. If you do that though, and I'm happy that that sounds like what they're going to do, or at least that's what Jack thinks they're going to do. That's a lot of bodies. If Oscar is in fact coming back, in which case, if he doesn't come back, all right, then I think you have a question mark on the front court. A, a small, you know, small one. If you got it, doesn't amount to his potential. Just talking about potential, Damian Collins. If you got it, doesn't take that next step, then you could potentially be in trouble. You'd have to play Bradshaw there at the five. You'd have this new four at the four. Ugano would be the backup. And you'd hope that Bradshaw would be tough enough to go bang inside in the SEC and be able to go rebound. And you watch the Final Four. You watch the national championship game. Those are grown men in the paint. I think Bradshaw would get pushed around. I think you'd need another body there. So it's kind of a darned if you do, darned if you don't. If And, I've, again, I've made it very clear where I stand on all this. Don't mess around. You can't miss again. It's got to be a special season. So bring in all the talent and then just figure it out as the season goes. But if you do, if the plan is to bring in another four from the portal, and that may be the only portal addition, and Oscar comes back, as Kyle Tucker seems to think, and it seems to be leaning that way, then you've got Ugana, you've got Oscar, you've got Bradshaw, you've got this new four. And between all those dudes, only two can play at the same time. Maybe if this new four is versatile enough to do some three, then you can do a little bit of that. But I think we're going to want Justin Edwards on the court as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of bodies with people expecting big minutes that aren't obviously going to probably get the minutes they think. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. I think it, it's not going to happen that way. Although it does seem like everything's pointing in that direction, I just don't think ultimately it's going to. I don't think you're going to bring in a four that's expecting big minutes. Now, maybe this is a spot where you can get somebody that like averaged six or seven points a game last season, and they're thinking big picture at Kentucky. Similar to when they brought in Jacob Toppin at first. You know, that was a long play. He ended up playing a little bit more, I think, earlier on than they were anticipating, but for different reasons. The team stunk, and he was a little bit better than they thought. But he grew each and every year. So maybe you bring in a Jacob Toppin type, where his expectation isn't to get a ton of minutes, but in which case that's not, is that going to really move the needle for a lot of folks for this upcoming season? But that maybe that's the scenario where it all plays out where they actually are bringing in a four, but he's maybe a Nate Cicino role, which eventually kind of diminished as the season went on, less and less. And that's okay. Maybe that's a way that it all works because otherwise Roush, it's just either too crowded or it's borderlines on, too unsure or it's not a sure thing where if it's just hey you're gonna bradshaw and this mystery transfer for hope it works out i would still have some question marks about that i still think it'd be really good and i still think it'd be better than most front courts but if you not ready for the big stage then again you're relying a little bit on lance Ware, which uh would be would be concerning so what are your takes on all of that i just we need to be sold on mystery four person because I just, I don't, I don't know what, uh, barring like you mentioned the Nate Sestina type role. If they can shoot threes and rebound, then by all means, but I just, I, I wouldn't that person already be out there? I no, don't... not necessarily. I mean, you get it pretty much until May. I think you got to just keep an eye on new additions. 
Yeah, yeah. I but it, for for and, me, I would need to be sold on it because while I'm that, not, I'm I'm not all the way in that uh, camp where it's we got to play three guards. You got to spend like uh, you know because that's I just I know Cal's not going to do that. But I'm also we don't need six forwards either. So I, I, that that that's where I'm a little bit on the skeptical side. Well, because and I, I think that's what the texture is alluding to is that like they may already have who they want, and it just hasn't. It all has the dominoes haven't started to fall yet. But like so, you know, behind back channels, people talk. We all know that you can call it tampering, you or you can just call it reality. Which, by the way, well, let me finish this point. I, I don't let me forget this, Scoots. I got another point about the the tampering and the NCAA bit that I need to I need to go on. But the text I think is alluding to, they already probably know, they already probably have somebody lined up because Jack seems so sure of it. So that means the staff probably seems sure of it. And it, it may just, not, the, the names have not been announced just yet. Because usually in the transfer portal for UK, it does move fairly quickly. Has, not exclusively, but usually it's just kind of like, so-and-so enters the transfer portal. I've heard good things about Kentucky. And then within the week, and usually even sooner than that, you get the commitment from said player, but it will be interesting. And also with the guard, and I know you, you, you weren't trying to make some grand point on this, but like if Kentucky plays Wagner, Dillingham and Edwards or any, or throw in Reeves for any one of those guys, that is three guards. Those are, those are what I think we all want. I don't know how anybody could really be too upset about anything different than that in terms of modern basketball or, playing too many bigs you're gonna have those four guys playing those three positions almost I think for the entirety of the season I mean maybe with a rare exception where you bring out this mystery four or a wing to play the three in a really small role but like those are gonna be three guards so I I think everybody should be pretty excited about that I am yeah, yeah. Uh, because you feel like they've raised the the floor, like that, or not raised the floor. They just have so much potential. It's so much potential. It'll so much really hard to guard. It would be really hard to guard if it yeah. all works out the way that we think it should. Yeah, everybody so, can um, shoot. Everybody can hit threes. Everybody can put it on the floor and attack. Everybody can get to the free throw line. Uh, everybody seems like a solid passer. I guess you got to see if that translates. But it's a whole. I mean, they will be going against twenty two and twenty three year olds. That's going to be something we got to see how that translates. But it is it's it's a freakish amount of possibility. But Roush, I've seen Dick Vitale did it. Uh, you had Ferran McCaffrey. He had you had you had him complaining about the transfer portal and how the NCAA has really stepped in at this time. And I just this just happens. It just happens far too often in society, and we just allow it to happen because it's just easy to do. Everybody wanted this. Everybody wanted this. No, And nobody spoke out against it. Very few folks spoke out against it. I said exactly how this was all going to play out. And to be honest with you, I was wrong because I enjoy the hell out of it. I think it's amazing. I love the one-time transfer portal. I love the free agency in college sports. And, and yeah, it can and will and maybe has bitten Kentucky. But I think it's great. I think it's super entertaining. But what are you all whining about? It's everything you all asked for. Every media member in the world, this is exactly what you wanted. If the coaches can do it, the players can do it. If the regular student body can do it, then the players can do it. Okay, yeah. And they're doing it. 
And I love it to death. I think it's been amazing. But yes, of course, mid-majors were going to get hurt by this. Absolutely. We, everybody said that. Well, not everybody. I said that. But other people did, too. Like, of course, this is what was going to happen. Even Cal, back in the day, said that. You want to put the genie back in the bottle now? How are you going to do that? What are you going to do now? Are you going to say, okay, never mind. We're doing a take back seat. That way, that's because I don't. I don't think the big schools are going to be okay with that anymore. I think the big schools kind of like the plug and play option here. I think the big schools enjoy. Oh, we don't have to recruit these dudes for three and a half years now. Sweet, yeah, this is nice. Uh, I mean, look at Arkansas. You, the person can't even hit the send button on their tweet before Eric Musselman calls them. They're living. They're living by the transfer portal and doing a pretty darn good job of it. I think there is. You always roll the dice a little bit with bringing in a bunch of new talent and seeing if it meshes or not. And Kentucky, obviously, with Cal, we know we know that better than anybody. But the same applies in the transfer portal as well. But you're hearing so many people whine about it. You're going to get more people whining about it. The mid majors are going to hate it, and they've got some legitimate gripes about it. But all of it, folks, is still trending towards a big old break off, and. Still, probably ways down the road, but it's this is what y'all wanted. My, my favorite are the people who uh, like, but isn't it tampering? Like, folks, and so this is the rule that we're this is where we draw the line on rules now. Like, there there are no rules. Okay, let's be clear. The rules, the rules is rules no more. You, all you got to do is work through back channels. And talk to people who know people. It's not very difficult, right? Like, is is it illegal to talk to Johnny who's not in the transfer portal yet? Uh, yeah. Is it illegal to talk to his dad? No. Is it illegal to talk to his trainer? No. Like, all these people in this recruiting, like, in the shadows, in the recruiting industry, you're able to figure this stuff out well in advance. So I just I I think it's silly when people cry tapering. The only people who cry tapering are the ones who are on the losing end of it and who are losers and can't play the game like Scott Satterfield. Wow, random little stray there for old Scott Stotts. Uh, he he was the Mr. Uh, Satter. That's Mr. Satterwhite to you. He he complained about it last year. So he's, yeah, he's I mean, this is what everybody wanted. Deal with it, and I, I think it's like it's like a when you were learning how to ride a bike and the training wheels were taken off or you were learning how to swim and they're starting to take away the little floaty paddle board thingy that you have. And like, you're kind of kicking and you're screaming or you're on the bike and you're, you're scared. You don't want to be let go. And then you look up and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. You are surviving. It, like everything's okay. I get that. It may be a little bit tougher for you sometimes, and you may not like having to build relationships with your players. Oh, old Fran McCaffrey having a tough time building relationships with his players. Who would figure that one out? <laughs> and in reality, like, oh, oh, well, you, you guys are doing it. Like the, the sport is surviving. Well, college basketball is as healthy as it's ever been. I, college football hasn't taken a dip. Not in anything that I've seen. Like you guys are doing it. You're okay. You got this. You're going to be all right. Everybody's every, you may not like it, but you're doing it. You're doing okay. The thing too, to remember is that, Hey, it's going to be more crazy at the beginning, just because that's, you know, everybody, it's a new toy, right? Everybody kind of wants to, to see what it's like. They'll have a few more or less, you know, players will get more cautionary tales. They they'll just be, more aware of the risk versus the reward moving forward. And secondly, 
We still got all these COVID kids around. No, they're not kids with COVID. They got that extra year of eligibility. So there's just the supply is higher right now. So like naturally, you're just going to get more people moving around because they're still 23 and 24 year olds, and we've got I think two more years of that before those people are all um, aged out of that year of eligibility. But that's that's why you're having so many right now, and. Here's the thing. Um, didn't we talk about this yesterday? Where it's, you know, a lot of those guys, they might enter the portal and just be be done. Be done playing. It happens. It happens. Yeah. And you're totally right. The dust is going to settle on it. I get that it's a little cloudy. It's kicked up. Some of the older coaches and the older heads are really having a tough time with it. But you all will or already have adapted. Or you'll get the hell out, and other people are going to step up that are going to be able to navigate it. You're seeing the GM roles more frequently. I think Villanova just hired one. Uh, I think they maybe took a head coach from somebody. to be Yeah, Quinnipiac's coach, head coach. Which is fascinating. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you're going to have to pay big bucks, and you're going to have to get some smart minds to be able to fill this stuff out. Uh, I would almost guarantee Kentucky has something like that sooner rather than later before this upcoming season, I, I, would, I would bet. You already know Duke's got something – uh, going that they've announced. So Kentucky, I'm sure, won't be too far behind with that, although are they already behind with that? They're doing fine. Great recruiting class. They always do. Generally, they get who they want in the portal most of the time. But if it makes it easier and it makes UK more attractive, they need to continue to to advance that. So I bet you'll hear something before the season, probably this summer. The the other thing, you know, we've talked about just player movement this offseason. That's been our primary focus. But uh, another thing that you know who know who knows when it could pop up. I think it could be at any moment. Is uh, Cal needs to hire a new assistant to replace KT Turner, and I, I I know they have a new rule where they can hire they can add more assistants. That's in play. Um, maybe he gets this GM role. So there, there's going to be staff changeups as well, and I would think that it would be getting done in the next couple of weeks because. Uh, it's the middle of May when the first evaluation period opens for uh, high school basketball recruits. So like that, that's coming down the pike as well. Yeah, yeah, it's something that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Did you, when you had mentioned the COVID kids, which is a good point, and I do wonder just what the like aftershocks of when they're gone, what it's going to look like. Is it going to be do, do you have to put more of an emphasis on high school kids? less in the transfer portal probably just because there will be less inventory altogether i i don't know it's going to be interesting but something's going to happen i can't i haven't figured out exactly what it is but somebody can tell me on the thornton sex line because a lot of smarter people out there than than i'm curious i'm your all's takes on that but when you said covid kids did you say no not infected with covid uh did you kind of whisper that I, I I said that I was like okay. yes they they do not have COVID just COVID I, I, eligibility I thought I thought I had heard that I just I, I just wanted to I just that wanted to be clear Scoots you have to have takes on the transfer portal and yeah you're you generally kind of default more to the Dick Vitale old man takes with this stuff Yeah I do I mean I have admittedly I've grown to like the transfer portal and all that it brings to the table but. Trying to keep track of where everybody's going, admittedly, is just exhausting. So I, I don't keep up with it as much as a lot of other people do, but I do like that that's an option out there, and it's completely retooling the way teams build their rosters. Well, we're in Indiana, 
be without Kellogg Ware next year. That's yeah, no, true. no, I do like it. I just, I, I'm, I can't keep up with it. Is my is that's basically my take. Mm. That sure. I think that's totally fair. It, it it is more like Roush. That'd be one thing when I'd have like friends or family members kind of try to flatter me back in the old Cats Illustrated days. Like, yeah, you should get a subscription. Yeah, I don't, I, it's just I, I don't I don't keep up with the recruiting. It's like I was just messing with them. I totally understood why you didn't want to have mm-hmm. to pay for a subscription, unless you're a big UK fan. In which case, I do think the the KS board and the and the House of Blue and Catspaws, I think those and obviously Kyle Tucker and the Athletic trying to give all the people the shout out because they they do work hard and it is worth it. But they'd be like, I just I don't keep up with it all, which is a good chunk of the quote unquote UK fan base. When you go to Rupp Arena, not the majority of those people are paying to get more UK info and keeping up with recruiting and keeping up with the transfer portal. This will be more. It is more to keep up with. It is harder to keep up with. But it's you got you have to do it, and I think Scooch realizes that. Well, it, it makes yeah. it fun, really, because you're you think back to when we were growing up and the off seasons we would have. You would I don't know maybe one or two. You would have like freshman recruits coming in or and announce at this point of the year. So this used to be a dead period all the way up until basketball season, seemingly. So now that we have that door open and it's just constantly moving, it does make it fun. But I just like I said, I don't keep up with it. But when it's when you get the pieces like the Colorwares that fall into your lap at Indiana, just makes it more fun in the off season. You know, gives you more hope going into the season. Like, yo, what can this guy be? Can he provide for us? Can that be a great piece? So it. it makes it a lot of fun in the offseason as opposed to not having anything in years past hell yes I, I usually draw my line at instead of uh like there are some people who will watch tape on any person who fits the criteria of what they want in a transfer portal player whereas i'm i'm probably going to just wait until i know if uk's reached out or not if, they, if, if i know they're oh, interested then, sure. I, then i'll start to well like, there's some people out there who are like uh, what was the guy that they kept? The one texter kept mentioning on the text line. Uh, the the guy from Northern Colorado. I think so. Yeah. What was his name? Net. Net. Dalton Connect. They, yeah. Connect. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna watch Northern Colorado YouTube highlights. He's going. I, I, he's going to Indiana, so don't worry about him, guys. admittedly i do like anytime there is a semi-decent name in the transfer portal i do envision like okay what would the fit look like at uk and that goes back to scoot's point like he it is more fun it's more entertaining it is more to keep up with but keep up with it to your own demand like ice cream's good but i don't have it every single night like that's Tune in when you want. Don't tune in when you don't want. When you think about the biggest and the most successful sports in the world and leagues and the most profitable, it, they're year-round events. Even the offseason is an event. And NFL, obviously, you get the people talk more about the draft. And I bet some websites and some people get more, more money and more clicks off draft coverage than they do during the, the regular season. I bet that exists out there. Oh, yeah. uh, you, look at the, you look at the Premier League, obviously. The season is super long just as is, which, whatever. But then even the offseason and the transfer window and all that stuff. You, it's, all, it's just always something going on 
to keep fans engaged and involved and you can keep up with it with as much or as little as you want. There's some NFL fans that don't give a fart about the draft. I think it's incredibly overrated, but I don't miss a Packers game on Sunday. I'll watch every single one of them. Uh, I don't care how, how good or how bad, the, how bad they are. I, I love the season. Don't care about as much the offseason. Admittedly, though, the NFL offseason is fun. It is kind of exciting. And Green Bay's got, obviously, the drama going on with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm a little bit more engaged this year than I normally am. And that's what Calipari's trying to do with this summer basketball. Not the thing that Kentucky's doing this year. That's an exception. But when he has floated around, why aren't we doing a summer tournament? Why aren't we doing a freshman exhibition tournament? Just something. Why aren't we doing something in the summer to keep college basketball fans engaged and involved and do more with nil and give these players more nil opportunities. And he's a genius for that. And they're going to do it based on these other reports. It sounds like something's going to happen. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I don't think anybody does, but it sounds like you're going to get some more frequent summer basketball and between the transfer portal and staying and going decisions. And now you may end up getting some summer basketball. It really will be just about a year-long event, and then maybe after, you know, if they do something in June or July, you're going to have that break from August to October. But instead, it was a break from March to October. Realistically, all you had was the the stupid summer reports to go off of most of the time. Maybe, you know, back 10 years ago, maybe you'd get a transfer, but if you did get a transfer, it it had to be either a graduate transfer or somebody like a JUCO that had instant eligibility. You weren't going to get a great player. It was much less drama. It wasn't as exciting. So, Scoots, I think you summed it up perfectly. It is a lot of fun. I love every second of it. And bring on the summer thing. Let's make college basketball a year-long event and strike while the iron's hot because it does seem more popular right now. You you did say one thing that kind of concerns me, though. I am not supposed to eat ice cream every night. Hey, oh, you can do whatever you want, Scoots. You're okay. a grown adult. Buddy. All right, cool. As long as I got, as long as I, that's kosher, I'm all good because I eat ice cream every night. Love ice cream. Was the every, wait, coming? every night? Basically every night. You yeah, do I'm, eat ice cream. So you actually do eat ice cream every <laughs> probably at least four nights a week. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, wow. I'm a big like gallon ice cream tub guy. So I'll just delve into that throughout yeah. the week. Uh, you don't, you uh, don't put it in an individual bowl. No, I do. So probably out of those four or five nights, I'll use a bowl, maybe two or three, and then the other couple of days, I will literally just stand at the freezer with the tub on the counter and sit there and just eat spoonfuls. Oh, scoots. Um, We peel back more curtains on scoots. It's equal part entertaining, somewhat concerning. Which, uh, which, which flavor flavor is there? Oh, chocolate. Always, always, always chocolate. Although I did last weekend, I went to the grocery just literally for ice cream, didn't buy anything else. Um, They were out of chocolate. So I opted to go for the Neapolitan. I was looking at it last night. It's supposed to be thirds, right? I swear half my container is freaking strawberry. I hate strawberry ice cream. Usually usually that's the smallest. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was it was hands down the biggest in this Neapolitan thing. Mm, that's so that was disappointing. Yeah. I, I need now I know in the future if I get Neapolitan again, I'll have to turn the container to the side and make sure that uh there's more chocolate than strawberry. That, yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. I like chocolate chip. And then also, Scoots, do you ever make milkshakes? I don't. However, I was thinking about delving into milkshakes one day last week. So maybe I'll do that this weekend. I'm a big milkshake guy. 
You should. I, I've gotten into I've gotten into it more lately, which is not healthy, but delicious. I got, and I've been taking like candy around the house, like you know, oh, and adding it in. Oh yeah, see, and it's the real deal. I had a couple leftover brownies from a restaurant, and I was gonna put them in my milkshake with mm. with like chocolate ice cream. And I got a nice blender that I got for Christmas. Haven't even broke it out yet. So yeah, maybe oh. I'll do that this weekend. That's I also one time did a brownie in the milkshake. You're in for a real treat, buddy. Sweet. See, we I am uh, we we had this conversation earlier, but I I have to keep a lot of it out of the house or else I will just eat it every night and I, I shouldn't be doing that. So, uh, we we we're typically a go out and get soft serve type, like we make it kind of a bit. Um, and whether it's Dairy Castle or uh, the, the PRP ice cream shop, um, coming home from my parents, it's, it's top notch stuff. I just love the dip cone so much. Like that first bite you get before the, the chocolate completely hardens. It's just, it's my favorite. I, I love it. Can't get enough of it. Question for you guys. If they made waffle cone, like shaped like tortilla chips, would you eat waffle cones and dip it in your ice cream? Like a tortilla chip oh. with salsa? Scoots, my goodness, what a great idea. Right? I saw Waffle that. Waffle cone nachos. Yeah, I saw that online yeah, or a couple days ago, and I was like, holy smokes, that would be amazing. That's 10 times better than the Choco Taco. Absolutely. Man, I like the way you're thinking, Scoots. See, Let's, this is the Wednesday kind of thinking we need on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our last break, come back, and just do text to round out the week. How's that sound, everybody? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds great. All right. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. This is Creed, and he is in charge of something, That right? is correct. Say hi to the kids. Hi, kids. Yay! Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Have you ever seen a foot with four toes? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Welcome back. One final segment of the week. Kentucky World Radio. Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. And as always, don't forget to stop at a Thornton's on your way to play one of the beautiful courses on the Big X Sports Radio golf card. The 2023 course has Park Mammoth. It's new this year. It's beautiful. A guy yesterday said that his dad always tries to play courses throughout the state, said that Park Mammoth is on his dad's list this year. Told him, Big Exports Radio Golf Card, you're going to play for under $25 a round. Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, in Santa Claus, Indiana. All you got to do, call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457, or go to BigXSportsRadio.com to get your golf card today. Under $25 a round, cart included. Park Mammoth, one of the nicest courses in the state. So to be able to play that bad boy for under $25 a round, 
it's just uh, you can't beat it. You're not going to be able to unless you got the big exports radio golf card. 812-725-1457. Okay. We got a lot of text to get to, Roush. Uh, so we should probably get to them on the Thornton Stexon, right? 502-414-1450. That's the number. If you want to get in here in this last segment of your week, uh, the first texture says, I turned on Kentucky baseball against the number one team in the country, and we're down 6-0 in the blink of an eye in the first inning. Absolutely shattering my hopes for an elite team. And I think I started too early. My bad. Or, yeah, You started too late. Early. Way too late. Yeah, I did. Well, I just went to today instead of um, when it got renamed, so my bad. Hey, don't apologies, Texture. Don't worry about it, buddy. Okay. Folks are being a little bit dramatic with the quote-unquote holding us hostage stuff. That'll be fine. I get that everyone wants a set roster now, but that's just not how it's going to work. No, and that's a great text from that Texture. I, I, it's, it, it's, it has never worked that way, really, at UK. Especially not now in the transfer portal era that we just got done talking about in the segment prior to this. I don't know how we're not used to it, but it's the same. It's kind of the same stuff every yeah, year. Yeah, I, I mean, remember when? I mean, we had high school kids announcing on Derby Day. Jamal Murray was that in June when he picked UK? It may have even been later than that. Yeah, yeah it was. Like, it was late. Yeah, this is. This is uh, yeah, I'm. Nothing new here. If, if anything, maybe just like waiting for the outgoing decisions is taking a little bit longer than normal. Uh, but we kind of got them all this week, except for Damian Collins, which everybody remembers Hamadou Diallo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that was the night I got engaged. How could I forget? What night would that be? I don't know. It was in, it was in late May. Wow. Uh, was finishing up school because I, I, I was like, yeah, we're going to go to a nice dinner. Because of, you know, that's, we're going to celebrate you being out of school. Uh, no, it was, it was, gotcha, gotcha. Great, hey, yeah. great night to put it on Twitter, though, because everybody was online waiting for Hamadou's decision. So, got, got a lot of clout for the engagement. That's a good point. That's well played. I, that's why you did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a texter says, classic KSR Roush making the football team look good by not publicly calling out their bad winning scramble score. We all know it was high 70s. Uh, I did get it confirmed. The the football guys, they wanted to shoot even. They exceeded expectations. Two under. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it's also not horrible. That's uh, pretty bad for a scramble. But... If they they beat their goal, and yeah. it sounds like they had a realistic expectation. They right. worked hard. Good. Yeah, and it was only. I mean, like I think maybe one guy in their group golf regularly. So mm. yeah. yeah, that's a good time. It's not about the score. It's just about having fun with the big exports radio golf card. Uh, another texter says the blue gray stakes is back since they got rid of the poly track. Not only was it getting rid of the poly track, but it was moving it up a week. They used to run the bluegrass stakes this week. Uh, this weekend, but trainers don't like the shorter turnaround time on the Derby. So uh, doing that really, really helped the fields get stronger. Is there any big races this weekend, Roush? I'm surprised you haven't talked about them. Uh, the Lexington Stakes is uh, the big feature tomorrow at Keeneland, but it, it, it gives out a few Derby points, but the only horse that really has a chance if it wins to get in the field is probably 
Uh, I think it's only disarm, but nevertheless, uh, there's also, uh, in the, the count fleet at aqueduct, I'm sure you're not playing aqueduct, but strobe was a big winner for me on Derby day last year. So shout out to strobe or Brad Cox. He's going to be, uh, the, the favorite in that race. Shout out strobe. But I'll probably end up. My, my, you asked me what my plans are Saturday. It's probably going to end up playing the horses at Keeneland <laughs> from afar. It sounds like a nice little Saturday. Yeah, yeah. What do we got else on the text line? Uh, Scoot, tell how do you play the speakers with music? The intro with Grove Street and the speakers have been absolutely bopping lately. I explained that back in the first segment. Go back to the podcast and listen. Oh, wow. Wow. Spicy response from Scoots. No, normal response, right? We've already discussed it. I'm not going to talk about it again. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, just. You all do it all the time. I learned from you guys. That's, that's just a veteran move there. You you just sounded like you had a little attitude behind it. Um, I mean, I always kind of have a little attitude, don't I? Did (laughs) you doing Spears today? I am. Yeah. And Dennison. Oh, so we can catch it here at 11. Correct. Sometimes I talk on. So the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, he never really had guests or his producer, Douglas, never really talked. I talk on there sometimes. So it's been fun. Good. I'll, che- I'll, I'll check it out. Today will probably not be a talking day. Oh. So maybe wait. I, I, I'll <laughs> check out Dennison from time to time. It's just I, I can't like... I can't even really have takes on most of the stuff he says because I I just am not not up to date know. with the Indiana high school scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Spears, Spears cracks me up. I, he's he's got the most underrated show in town. But like he'll say stuff. He doesn't care. You know he's grumpy. He so he, he's good at like he's good at getting reactions. <laughs> I don't think he even realizes it. And then Rutherford, obviously, the way that his listeners in the drive home hour they blow up that text line it is Jeez really really OP. impressive it's crazy it is it is impressive uh so they got good things going on we've we've got a good thing going here on big x sports radio all day all day except from one to three if only the bats could start winning a few games they lose again i believe so yeah is that like eight straight uh seven i thought it was seven okay well anyways they, Joey is Joey Votto still playing for the bats? Uh, that Are they I ever going to be good again? The bats? Yes. Uh, they'll be better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not this year. Maybe next it's year. Been you gotta think twenty-two years since our last title. Two, uh, why have we? I mean, TJ, it's pretty easy to know why. It's because the Reds are playing a Triple A roster. So I don't care. All then the good players are in the major leagues. Disassociate. Find a winner. Go independent. Wow, that's the hottest Louisville Bats take I've heard in years. <laughs> I think we need, I mean, obviously something else has to happen. We need to get more upset about it because they, they're, they're great. I love all the theme nights they do. Those are great. But have we tried winning? Uh, you know, winning. Since 2001. Winning theme night. <laughs> what if they uh, <laughs> That would be a that would be a funny little gimmick. It's win night, and you know, like we're winning, we're gonna win, and just every like all night nobody shows up because nobody cares. Between, they just want the two dollar hot dogs between <laughs> innings, they can show like local highlights of sporting events of teams winning. 
Like Kentucky <laughs> Derby finishes, stuff like that. Oh, there you go, Scoots. Yeah. I mean, and then if like you lose, it'd be funny. Like you know, that would get headlines. <laughs> team, team drops nine to three loss on win night. <laughs> Jeez, Scoots, you're on top of it today. I don't know if you got a good night's sleep or you didn't get a good night's sleep I, or so, whatever. The- so, fun fact: every night this week, other than last night, I was in bed at nine thirty. Wow. Last night I didn't get in bed till about 10 after 10, but with it being Friday, you, you I got a little leeway on Thursday nights. You're you're but I'm you're feeling good on it today, buddy. You going to watch the NBA games tonight or of course. is tonight going to be a, a a a live PD? I wish it was a live PD night. I was really excited this morning that it was going to be a live PD night, but then I remembered NBA playoff basketball. I've probably got to watch that. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's uh I don't know. I'm I'm excited to watch the Thunder, I suppose. I mean, I guess I'm excited for both games. I just I, are the Bulls worth a fart? I like them in the points. Oh, interesting. Zach Levine, Demar Derozan. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm Nikola just now tuning Vucevic. into the NBA. I'm just now tuning in, and uh, a little disappointed in both of you all. Nobody gives me any props on my Reds bet yesterday. Oh, I forgot oh, you did that. Yeah, nicely done, dude. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I even took them giving a pull, a run and a half. No, you uh, did so not. I did. So I turned 25 wow. smackers into 65 smackers. That's so. awesome. Good for you. Thank you. Way to go, Red Legs. And we're getting closer for my dad's big, uh, sizable bet that he did on their over 65 wins, 66, whatever it was. Did you, Scoots, did you hit a hit parlay? I did. Woohoo! It was wow. eight? No, they, there was only seven games yesterday, so it was seven. But See, that's all you needed. You it was had to cut back a few games. It was still pretty cool. So one of my batters. So I've got John Spears invested now in my hit parlays. So he <laughs> he kind of keeps an eye on the baseball games for me. So Javier Baez, he got a hit in his first at bat, and John texts me. He was like, "Oh, good job." Texts me like five minutes later, and he was like, "You're so lucky." He was like, "Javier Baez just got pulled for not knowing how many outs there were, so he's only going to get one at bat." I did see that he got. I did see that he got pulled. So just to be clear, you explained it yesterday, but for maybe new listeners, you just bet one player in each game to have a hit. Correct. Yeah, and I'm I'm taking like heavy favorites too, like minus two seventy, minus two fifty, numbers like that. So what are you getting your final parlay juice at about? Uh, it's varied th- this week. The first one was like two thousand. Uh, the one a couple nice. nights ago, I think, was fourteen hundred, and then the one last night was only like twelve hundred. Yeah, that's still all right, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll take, take it. it. Yeah, pretty happy. Man, I hope, hope the bat cats don't get run ruled again tonight. <laughs> That'd be nice. What, the game is going to be at like seven thirty Eastern. Seven thirty Eastern. Oh, I think it's two on TV. TV, two TV setup, NBA and cats baseball. Bat cats. Back at sorry. You, you know, you know what might be the move tonight um, is uh, maybe a little baseball in the background and a fire in the backyard. Ooh, Ooh that is yeah, a good call. Yeah, we had call. a fire last weekend. Except the wood was wet, so it was really like cackling. It so, would have actually been like the perfect like film this fire and have it as like a background on a TV because you know TVs can do that and whatnot. It was like you really a beautiful sounding and looking fire. Unfortunately, we were all sitting too close, so. Uh, we were like our clothes and our blankets were, uh, they have holes in them now. Oh, that's fun though. Just <laughs> it was worth it. It was a good character. time. Yeah, absolutely. 
Very stylish. Uh, both games, by the way, Miami is the home team. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bulls tonight, and the Timberwolves are the home team, and they are five-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. Uh, Scoots, as a matter of fact, I actually, yesterday I did bet a parlay. I took Chicago and the points, or five-and-a-half, and then I took Thunder Moneyline, and that was really juicy as well. I think that was 25 paying 100 So For what uh, it's worth. Bulls to at least cover, and then I, I think the Thunder are winning. I think Shea is going to have a monster game. He's going to have over 40 points. For what it's worth, I love both underdogs to cover tonight. Yeah, that's too many points for the Thunder. Yeah, agreed. Wow, too many points. Big cat night, though. Shea, Carl, Tyler, Bam Bam. Gonna be a fun one. And you got the back cats as well. A texter says the narrative that Cal won't let Biggs float starts and ends with KSR. They also said the other day that Cal has a, I don't know what that word is. Reticence. Okay, reticence to play shooters. I mean, what? And then for people that may not know what reticence means, Roush, what would that, uh, what about would you have there for those folks? It's a a hesitation. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. um, I don't. I I just I, I'm I'm not the whole thing with the lineups like CJ was hurt for like almost the entire year um, so I, now is there something to be said about like it, it is there is something weird about guys being good shooters and then coming to Kentucky and it takes them a while but freaking Reeves shot forty percent this year from three so like I can't you know I I I can't get all behind it does he have a quick quicker hook than someone like sometimes sure. But did he have a quick hook with Reeves in that NCAA tournament game? The dude missed like 12 threes. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I, 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 I think that's just a, like that was maybe <laughs> applicable early on in the season. But like defense was the problem with this team. It was, it Cal was- has, over the course of his entire career as a basketball coach, and especially at UK, has loved to play shooters. Yeah, it's just he also doesn't want to sacrifice defense for offense that and that's typically been his stance yet he kind of had to at times this year because he was just didn't have the the numbers at guard right I mean hell he had Kellen Grady playing point guard for a few games last year um Kentucky has not been as good defensively lately so he's he's needed those like I would even argue that (laughs) I mean (laughs) for Cal just, I mean, I know it's not modern basketball that people want, but Cal has gotten so many shooters that it's almost been to his demise, right? Like, the more shooter he's gotten, the worse they've played. It because those guys haven't been as good at playing defense. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're. I get what you're getting at there. You're, more, yeah, you're I mean, I'm taking some liberties. Like, but you're but, talking more just the recent, like last couple of years. Right. When you first were like talking about that, I was like, well, I mean, Malik Monk, Jamal Murray, these guys were phenomenal shooters. But then you added the defense a bit. That's more recent. And sure, he's had a tougher time, I think, probably just getting elite talent, which elite talent usually is See, good on both ends. And, and what it all comes down to is the guys that he gets from the transfer portal to help shooting woes just aren't as good defensively. And that's mm-hmm. why they started out somewhere else. And, so like, that's why I'm not – like, and, while they're really, still in college, and while they're still in college basketball, too. Yeah, we're going to find out if Cal still got it this year, one way or another, because the fact of the matter remains is he just wasn't getting the caliber of player. He has the caliber of player this year that fits the way that he's won at Kentucky. Like, the the winning formula, he, he tried some other ones. He tried to go 
when he was whiffing on recruiting, we thought he built some teams uh, that that could work, but it it clearly didn't fit his style. Uh, and we're going to find out this year if if he's gotten back to it or not. Because this well, team does check the boxes that a lot of his previously successful teams did. There will be really nowhere else to go at that point. You've done the yeah. transfer portal thing. You've had players come back. You've had experience. You've had now the young guys again. You've had the NBA talent again. And if none of it's working, then it will. And it's also just been a long time, so maybe just even that naturally – but it, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Another texture says South and Josh here traffic on the Waterson going east backed up all the way to Taylor Boulevard. The ramp from the Waterson to 65 South was backed up all the way to Poplar with almost all semis got off of Poplar and it stretched west past Poplar still going east. Not sure what was going on, but it was an absolute mess. South and Josh, there are a lot of directions in a short yeah. amount of time. The good news, though, is that unlike the city of Lexington, is that you can you can navigate your way around pretty easily on larger roads and still get across town without having to get on the highway. Like, oh, let's hop on Eastern Parkway and then go. You know, like it's not Lexington. If one of those main arteries is toast or if New Circle's toast, then you are too. There's just no cut throughs or anything. It stinks. Uh, it was always best when school was out in Lexington. It's the whole, oh, just like a different city. So hey, great. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with a hypothetical for your Friday. If you had the option to pair up 2018's defense with 2021's offense for the 2021 season, talking football here, or add Shade and Sharp to this past season's basketball roster, which would you choose? Shade and Sharp. Um, I'm going defense offense because that team – yeah, they're 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 playing in a New Year's Six Bowl, maybe even winning the SEC East. Like imagine the like in some of those games where Kentucky in eighteen, it was just like man, if you just, like they they would have won the Texas A and M game easily with the Wandell Robinson, Chris Rodriguez, and Will Levis offense. No doubt uh, in my mind. I I agree with that. That would be I think you're better. That would be you'd have to bring twenty twenty one to two thousand eighteen. And then, the schedule and, stuff. and then yeah, do the yeah. 2018 with the 18 defense and the 21 offense, because you're right. Like that, that team maybe does win the East, maybe goes undefeated. Yeah. I mean, it, it would I, be, it's not, it's not impossible. I, you know, they probably still lose to Georgia, but they, they definitely are beating Tennessee and A&M. Yeah. And that, that Georgia team would have certainly, like you, you could have had enough firepower to keep mm. up. I mean that, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that makes it a little tougher when you put it that way. That's a good one, ah, Brad. You don't miss. Brad buddy. is just knocking it out of the park. We just—he's uh, just—he's basically a producer for KRC now. But I, I think UK goes to the Final Four, Shane Sharp. He is so—I mean, look what he's doing in the NBA. Look at what he's yeah. doing in the NBA. What he do at UK and where he'd be able to pull up and hit threes from. Kyle wouldn't let him shoot. I'm, a, I'm with Scoots on the hit parlays, hit a seven-legger today, and five of them got hits at first hit bats. Wow, um, I guess I'm missing out on this fun new gambling opportunity. It is it is a lot of fun. I'll be the first to what, tell you. What could go wrong? What do we got next? <laughs> Hello, friend. Oh, not friends. Hello, fellas. Tim from Lexington. Makes me so happy to hear KRC advocate for zipper merging. Bozos who stack up or get upset at people attempting to zipper in deserve their license suspended. Yeah, uh, I you know I don't I just I hope more people just learn that they're not doing it correctly. Uh, traffic would be better, be safer, and the worst are the people that don't let people over. Like, come on, 
I, I get it. Sometimes you get frustrated if you're waiting a really long time, especially if you see somebody coming up late. But this is the, these are the roadways. People die all the time on the roads. Let's just let's just take it easy. And if my wife's listening, she's like, "This is all rich coming from you." I am very, I'm a very, <laughs> I'm a very generous driver, as generous as a lover. I let people over. Oh man, we get a lot of keen one texts. Uh, some we've already touched on, but keg and eggs, keg and eggs. Say it with me, keg and eggs. It'd be fun. It'd be Don't a good time. Don't tempt me with the KRC Keeneland meetup. Uh, I've learned in older age too, TJ, that um, I'm actually more like bread and booze because mm. the the eggs and beer right away just doesn't sit well in the stomach. Maybe a coffee with a little whiskey and uh, or uh, uh, some uh, a Bloody Mary. That's more of my morning. Uh, kickstart a uh, yeah I'm I'm, I, I'm just usually a beer guy but just don't have interest in drinking all day anymore as much as you did 10 years ago and that's life and you get older uh, we are out of time Bobby I was just kind of scanning the text line to see if there's any so Scoots is Mr. Steel your girl and your ice cream yes he is <laughs> I can't uh, oh man that, that other one yeah obviously. that was a good one that was from yeah. your brother I texted him told him he know he knows better we can't read that yeah. later uh, somebody said Thiero is a decent depth piece for the three four position oh. need to improve this offseason but he showed for signs last that. season I agree I think he's kind of a fun potential piece and I wouldn't be shocked if like we look at next February we're like hey he's actually pretty important defensively or in some regard I don't know what it'd be I don't think he'll be the star obviously but I, I could see him playing a role oh. I, I love one texter saying is Roush talking about Tennessee's quarterback or Levis. Levis has the Kentucky record for best completion percentage back quarterback. So um, suck it, texter. John, we saw your text. We'll, we'll try to read it on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe. We'll be back on Monday. Go back, Cats. I think they're going to get swept. I really hope to be wrong. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Roll. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. My partner, my partner, oh, my other partner's drunk.